You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Soundtrack to the West Side. Sunday night. Loose squares, loose squares, loose squares. The block was burning like a scorched savannah. We getting watched by them circular cameras. Big bruh be paranoid, stalking black clairvoyant joy. Stashed in a stash house, broken glass. Be our shield boy, open flash for the end. Hello, my name is Mick, and you are listening to the Chirp Podcast. I am here with Michael DeVille on the uh, cusp of the release of his new album, Main Tain, yes. which is coming out later in February. So, Michael, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this album? This is a uh, Slight uh, departure from previous albums that you've released. You've actually allowed this one to gestate a little bit longer yeah. than previous releases. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I just kind of needed a break to uh, download everything that was going on in the world and um, work more exclusively with my poetry collective, Growing Concerns Poetry Collective. Um, we released a book earlier in 2018 and a vinyl as well. And we got to play some really wonderful spaces um, from the MCA to the Art Institute and just kind of really living as a person who um, can traverse those many different kinds of uh, performance venues and, and um, audience spaces. I wanted to understand that a little bit more before I got back into, uh, you know, rapping on the hip hop circuit and bars and things like that, um, just to play with. Um, you know, my experience and, and, and tone and delivery. Um, also, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to really sit with uh, the events of news that were happening um, that are currently still happening in the Trump era and what that's like before just kind of writing and putting it out from a raw place. I wanted to really sit with those things um, so that the next album, this album right, right here, could be uh, crystallized like exactly how I felt. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been very prolific the last couple of years. I think you I think you officially started your rap career in 2016 mm-hmm. and you this is your fourth album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I I got addicted to it for a while. Uh it was um I'm a uh actor by trade and um you know, I I pivoted in 2016 to try to do something new and um after being in the DIY scene and and having a venue myself for like a year or two um, seeing just this different level of uh, connection that you can have like on the stage in the basement and things like that and what you can say versus reading a script I get to write the script and be a part of it and so that that form of expression really inspired me um, and I had a lot to say apparently so you know I released uh, two albums a year up until 2018 where I just kind of took a break yeah, and these are not. Um, if if anyone hasn't listened to these albums before, these are not like slapdash productions. <laughs> these are very meticulously uh, created yeah. albums. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm really impressed with the quality, just from mm-hmm. Super Predator to um, mm-hmm. you know uh, each one, teach one. Yeah. Who uh, you actually had? I think the uh, the album art was by Bianca um, Zunis. Yeah. How did you get connected with her? I love her art. She's brilliant. Um, she we went to school together actually we went to uic together and she was in a 
theater uh i was in theater then and we took a shop class together it was uh basically about set building and painting sets and um we kind of hit it off a little bit there and i didn't know she she drew or anything she was just really creative in the class i loved her style and her fashion and um her sense of humor is is really really funny and and um yeah we we kind of kept in contact and over the years as i started to do my own thing in music i would watch her like kind of release some of the doodles she would they were doodles back then i guess like you know um when we we're in school but like start to really um make the make this illustration style her own and i just thought it was perfect specifically because i was uh dedicating each one teach one to my niece my nine-year-old niece oh very cool yeah and, and yeah. i just thought like a cartoonist to really want and why not um put on someone that you know and someone you know i love like collaborating with multiple artists specifically chicago uh, based artists to you know um help both of our styles so it was interesting having her do that yeah so um just just talking a little bit about some of the singles mm-hmm. off of uh maintain mm-hmm. uh, i think the first one that you released is type love right yeah yeah okay and that is mostly about um self-love mm-hmm. but not in like a narcissistic way yeah did, did you yeah. want to talk a little bit about that yeah um type love for me you know I wrote this song and I was going back through one of my old iPods really and trying to reconnect with who I was back in high school because when you're an artist and you you, you move through many different art mediums and you put on different masks and uh, people begin to know you as one thing. Um, you kind of lose sight of that kid that started to create the art and got into uh, the art for a specific reason. So I was mm-hmm. looking back to at my old like MySpaces and yeah. uh, accounts and poetry, and uh, yeah, my my old play- playlist popped up and it was a song um, by the Smiths that I wore out uh, called Unlovable, and I used to just be a heartthrob walking through, you know what I mean, like a hopeless romantic, uh, right? Yeah, listening to the song at like probably like fifteen or sixteen and going back and listening to the song again um you know i it was an analysis because i was i was i did back then think you know um nobody could really like love me you know what mm-hmm. i mean i'm um this kid on the west side i'm not traditionally yeah. um you know, like an athlete or i'm not um you know just cool or chilling on the block i'm you know i i'm an artist and i'm sensitive and i'm you know right, and back right. then you know it was it was tough to mm-hmm. try to express that because you didn't really have too many role models to, uh, to look to to see how to do it um and so i understood that and so i wanted to kind of like write a song that connected back with self um connected to that michael that would listen to that and tell myself like you are worthy of those things like you will be at some point so that song and a couple of songs in this album um is dedicated to like my 15 and 16 year old self um and just you know having those messages that i needed to hear back then and it, it just means to persist you know and persist in loving yourself and finding out you know um what you didn't like about yourself and learning to love that too you know I think I felt I was unlovable, yeah. Till I understood what love could do more better. Them four letters be metamorphic, of course, when used to pacify a wage war with self worth. I wish I could have learned it first. The inner type that's eternal, not external. Just ran it backwards like a buggy before the horse, huh? My only source was nice. Um, I did want to go back to what you said about uh, punk and hip hop and yeah. how you have a lot of fans in the punk mm-hmm. scene and how you have uh, sort of made a space for yourself within punk. Yeah. Um, through DIY, yeah, uh, it seems like there is more and more 
overlap between punk and hip-hop like you've mentioned little uzi vert he's a hardcore fan yeah a lot of the soundcloud rap that's coming out it's a lot of guys who would otherwise be doing like emo or hardcore <laughs> if this is 2011 or 2005 they'd be emo yeah right yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd be on you know um they'd be doing like inked and blood covers or whatever <laughs> yeah. instead yeah they're they're rapping over yeah. a beat yeah mm-hmm. um where do you see the a future of that sort of confluence mm-hmm. going do you see that sort of continuing or do you see their like do you see them branching off at some point again no, I mean, I, I see it all melding, man. Like, punk is black music. Like, rock is black music. Like, hip-hop is black music. You know what I mean? And these these art forms, they just kind of get passed around. And they get, they they but they've always, I just watched a wonderful documentary on uh, Sam Cooke last night that just, he crossed over, man. Like, from gospel to rock and roll and rock and roll to R&B and this kind of, um, you know, the father of soul and the father of, like, you know, he, he was like Sinatra, but for the black community. Yeah. Um, and somebody living in such multitudes at a time where it was such tribalism and it was so many different divisions, um, somebody making a brave choice to step into a new realm and, be, and make secular music. Right. Um you know, we don't have such distinct lines anymore. And music is becoming, because of the hyper access of streaming platforms and the hyper access of, um, you know, the internet, mm-hmm. um, those lines are constantly being blurred where Grammys don't matter, or accol- accolades don't matter even anymore, record companies don't even matter anymore. So, does it matter um, if my genre is embraced more so by like punk people who traditionally listen to people, you know, jumping around with guitars in their basement? Um, you know, it, it, it does does that matter? And you know, I I don't know. I, I I like to like I'm like my my record label is a punk label, pretty much. Right. No trend oh, records. no trend. Yeah. They have yeah. cell phones and Avantis and uh, Ganser and mm-hmm. really and wonderful bands that I love. Not. Yeah. And absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm a I'm a person from the hood, from West Side of Chicago, my entire life, who listened to hip hop pretty much my entire life. But when I entered the DIY scene, I was able to see these bands play live. The love is there because I see the passion. I see the ferocity mm-hmm. behind what they do. And, and I go to concerts to to feel things. I want to f- remember how to feel. I don't want to just go and be blared at um, by a bunch of distortion or heavy beats. And I don't understand the stories that these artists are telling. These are mm-hmm. these are pure inventors and creators. Um, so it's no line and no trend saw that in me as well. You know, Donnie, who helps to run that label, um, is and absolutely not is the lead of the absolutely not and he's the one who approached me and i respected that so much you know that that um a genre that has nothing to do necessarily with what i'm doing per you know um artistically um is invested in the kinds of things that i want to say and want to do and so i jumped at the opportunity to give them this album and to say hey like but if you're going to be called No Trend Records, like let's live up to that name, you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and, and start to look at other genres and stuff like that, and th- that's where they're already going. And so, I'm proud to be a part of that wave because that's how my favorite artists, from Cobain to you know all these really wonderful people that I idolized growing up, they started they started like that too, you know. Yeah. Um, and we got to accept that all this line drawing doesn't do anything but to separate to say, oh, this is. Um, hip hop and that's punk. This is black music and that is white music. This is that. And we, you know, we grew up in those kind of like clubs, like oh, yeah, sort I, you of know, segregated right music communities. And yeah, that's not how it is anymore. Every mm-hmm. you go to a, a concert, anybody's concert, and you know what I mean. And maybe people of color up on stage performing because they need 
this as therapy yeah. and then you look out in the crowd and it's a bunch of like white faces people uh-huh. with expendable income and you know uh the time to be able to go to concerts and and fund this this person's art and creativity and so the line is already dropped the curtain is falling you know what i mean um you look at a little uzi vert show at a big outdoor event and you look into the crowd and you see who's dancing to what he's talking about which is Mm -hmm. you know deeply black and deeply you know about emotions and depressions and stuff like that um you see that it's human it's something that Mm -hmm. all humans can relate to and so yeah i you know it's a big long answer to to that question but i I feel very passionately about blurring the lines of what we who we are as creatives and just accepting the art you know right right and dropping that curtain like you said that's artificially separates communities who are all just trying to make art and trying to learn from whoever that is up there on stage like they they, sometimes music is the only vantage point and the only the great equalizer between all of us you know what i mean from back in sam cook's day to art to us you Mm -hmm. know in order to understand that community and understand what uh we as black people care about or um what white folk care about or what latinas care about that you know we we need to listen to all kinds of music because that's where the expression is happening you know so it's really important. It's important. You know, I, I love all my fans. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Michael, it was really great speaking with you today. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my name is Mick, and this is the Chirp Radio Podcast. I was speaking with Michael DeVille today. Uh, listen to more podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. West side's got the funk. Yeah. South side's got the funk. Yeah. Uh, North side's got the funk. Shot town's got the funk. Yo, Shot town's got the funk. You can find this and other interviews at tripradio.org slash podcasts. Trip Radio. Hear what's next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episodes from my area code. We never fit the description. We breaking the mold from six years old. Chicago got explosive glow. I give a pound to my skin folk. I'm ocean. You fish bowl, swim bowl. The game sold by your water sign. You drowned in the open air, curated in the timeline.